You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined back at the Royal Oak by Tom Hiscott. Uh, here we are in the heart of Bath, Tom. It's another another lovely day, another lovely August day, and plenty of football to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. The mid midweek, um, plenty of matches. Looking back and looking forward. So yeah, it's really really picking up. I'm sure the players are enjoying getting back into the swing of it, and and plenty of uh, as you say, plenty of matches and plenty of minutes in the leg legs early season. Did you have a sporting weekend? Indeed, yeah. Went to uh, went to Twerton Park to see the previously table topping Bath City against. Um, Tombridge Angels, who were yeah very disappointing, came for a nil-nil, got a nil-nil, and Bath City missed a penalty, so it was a pretty dull afternoon, if I'm honest. Well, I was I was trundling around Swanage with my family. We went for a camping weekend, so unfortunately I didn't get my um, my usual football fix. But I'm glad at least one of us did. Anyway, we are here to talk about um, the football that started really on Tuesday, the 13th of August, and um, we had a an FA Cup extra preliminary round replay. Well, the home side was Cribs, the visitors were Wellington, and it was an emphatic uh, victory. This one, Tom. Yeah. So obviously they uh, drawn only a couple of days previously, but. Uh, very much not the case this time around. Cribs, um, yeah, 5-1 victors, and it was mainly thanks to a stunning spell at the end of the end of the first half. Um, Charlie Aldham had put uh, Cribs ahead, uh, and then three goals, as I say, in the space of just about five minutes just before the break. Uh, Jacob Hodgson, uh, Joe White and George Kello pretty much put the result beyond that, a 4-0 half-time lead. Uh, Kello then adding a, a, a fifth uh, in the early stages of the second half. Uh, before Ian Bellinger got a, a late free kick for the, the visitors. But yeah, Cribs roll on to the next round. And then moving on to Friday, a bit of Friday night football. A really interesting mi- uh, match-up in the First Division. Two sides that have started their campaigns very well indeed and high expectations on both of these sides. Calm Town were the, vi- uh, were the visitors to the Theatre of Cheese. And the Theatre of Cheese, uh, those fans there will have gone home happy, or the majority of them. Uh, a 4-1 win for Cheddar, as you say. Uh, two, two teams with... Um, pretty pretty high aspirations I'd imagine this season uh, and it was an 18th minute lead they got uh, through Dean Griffiths uh, with James Difford then scoring his uh, first for the club uh, to help double the lead uh, Robbie Mags was then sent off for Cheddar so obviously giving Cowan a bit of a uh, bit of a bit of a hand, uh, but then Adam Wright and Griffiths once again uh, put the result beyond that, adding adding a couple more goals for for Cheddar and yeah, eventually running out four one victors. Well, we move on to um, Saturday the seventeenth of August, which is the real meat and drink of this week's um, podcast. A very full schedule of fixtures in the Premier Division and a pretty healthy bunch of fixtures as well in the First Division. We kick off with a real top of the table clash, uh, Bitten against Exmouth Town. Of course, we had Exmouth on the podcast already this season. I'm not sure how many people were really talking in them up before the season started, but they've certainly started incredibly well, and that phenomenal start continued at Bitten. A 1-0 win, uh, a slim win, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it certainly uh, opens everyone's eyes to how good uh, the Sexsmith team could be. Obviously, we're all learning about how, how good they are and what have you, um, but a 1-0 win away at Bitten, um, and yeah... All three points coming thanks to a first half strike from Ace High, which is an absolutely amazing. I think probably the best name in the league. So I had to 
triple check it, quadruple check it on the weekend just to check it wasn't a nickname or something. But no, that is his name. And yeah, I hope he scores plenty more goals this season for Exmouth. So our next featured game, I mean, we have, before we move on to that, I mean, there's some, there were some very big score lines. I think if you wanted goals, then the Western League was certainly the place to be. Parkway scoring five at Bridport, Bridgewater scoring eight at Chipping Sudbury Town. But um, the next featured game also features another very high scoring match. And it was odd down. They were at home to Brislington. And of course, Brislington, we've spoken about a couple of times on the podcast already this season because um, they've, uh, they've, got, they've got off to a good start this season. Mm, they had, uh, but odd down in their first uh, home game of the season. Um, yeah, did, had a really good result, a 5-1 victory uh, over Brislington. Uh, early goals from Curtis Dunn and Rico Best giving them uh, the perfect start before Jaden Nielsen pulled a goal back for the visitors from the spot. Uh, after Oakland Buck had been uh, fouled in the box. Uh, but then it was Dunn who added his second in the Man of Match performance uh, to, to extend uh, Odd Downs lead back out to two uh, with Adnan Hiroli and then Dane Edwards uh, both converting from corners during the second half uh, to complete uh, complete the, uh, the the win and yeah, a 5-1 victory for, for Odd Down and a, a really good start for them at home. Well, Odd Down um, have always been very um, good to us here on the podcast and uh, their manager uh, at the moment, of course, we spoke to him uh, on last season's podcast, Lee Rendell, um, has, um, he's also been um, really, really great to speak to. So I took this opportunity to catch up with Lee and I started off by congratulating him on that impressive home win against Brislington. Uh, yes, mate, especially after the week before against Street, uh, we were extremely poor on the day. A uh, big game for us, being FA Cup, and let ourselves and the club down. Um, so we needed a response, and uh, we got it against a very good British side, mate. Um, they've had a good start, uh, beat some good sides, um, and but compliments to our lads. They, uh, they turned up on a day and done, done the business. You've had two wins from three in the uh, in the league so far. Are you happy with that start? I am, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the performances. The, 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 the loss to Westbury was a bit of a lesson for us because uh, it, I, I thought a poor decision to give a penalty um, killed us a little bit, but two set-piece goals we gave away, um, hopefully to, we, we've learned a little bit from that because um, Westbury have a very, very good side, very direct, but a very good side going forward, and uh, yeah, they've got the goals we conceded. We're, um, we're disappointed, but hopefully we've learned, we, we've learned a lesson nice and early in the season because uh, I thought um, in spells we dominated the game. Um, you've only had one home game so far uh, this season. Has that been an issue for you? No, not, not at all, mate. Um, we're like, we're pre-season, we've had, we had a really good pre-season, to be fair. We, uh, we, it was a bit of a mixture. We played two home games for the pre-season. I think we played four or five away. So um, just to get that, 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 that mix up. And um, uh, we didn't lose. We, we were unbeaten in pre-season, which is always a, a little bit of a risk because you can go into the season a little bit um, ahead of yourselves. Um, but we didn't. We, um, we, we, we managed to... Um, Get, get a good, a good uh, few games in, and then uh, now we're just um, we've got the first night away at home. We've got another one this Saturday against Wellington, which will again be a tough game. Um, Wellington always always work hard and give uh, makes make life awkward. Um, but you know, we're, we're we're looking forward to uh, any game that com- comes our way, mate, really, because um, you know we we can turn up on any pitch. You mentioned before you were happy with your pre-season. Did you um, uh, did you have good player availability? Did you have access to the players that you wanted to get your hands on? Well, you well, the first and foremost, mate, uh, after we had a terrible end to last season, I think we won one in the last 11, which is unacceptable, and um, I had to go away and, and think about how we were going to move forward. Um, so my first and foremost was to get the right person to go alongside me. Um, I worked really hard, that was the first that was the first sign-in, so um, I managed to get in uh, Gary Powell, who was at Poulton, um, formerly of Chippen Sober as well, but he's come in, level, he's a um, UEFA level B, and he's completely changed how we're doing things. His, his training is superb. Um, all the players that we wanted have come. Um, a few, he brought a few himself that he knows. 
in terms of the, 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 the playing personnel that you brought in then, are there any new faces that the fans in particular need to keep an eye out for? We managed to get, um, we had uh, Josh Morgan Williams with us last year, kind of on a, on a dual red basis with through, um, and persuade Josh to come back. So um, he's, he's one of, if not one of the best players in, the, in, the, in this division, he should be playing a lot higher. So um, I think we're, we're, we're punching it really ready to have him, but we've made him captain. Um, our goalkeeper, George Godorrington, has stayed on, so we've made him vice captain as well. Um, a few notable ones we've brought in as well. Josh Tan at left back, Kane Harvey at right back, so we've replaced both fullbacks. Um, Connor Biggins has come in from Brislington. Um, Dane Edwards has come in at centre half from uh, Chill Compton, and we've managed to persuade Simon Gilbert and Mark Ward to come back as well. Um, two good, two good uh, additions experienced. And, um, and Jay Murray has come in actually. We had him last year. Um, he went back to Hengrove to get some experience at his level and to come back and hit, hit the ground running. He's been superb. Um, he's only 18 years old, but he's, um, he's started in every game we've played so far, so he's been superb. Now, I know that you're a seasoned Western League watcher, so who do you think, which teams are you uh, keeping an eye on uh, this season? Who do you think is going to go well? You can't never write after the fight we make. They're, um, they're a good organised side, big side. Um, yeah, you can never write them off. They were, there, they were close last year, and I'm no doubt they'll be close again. But um, I do believe as well that um, Exmouth and Travis Stock aren't here to make up the numbers. They'll be up there in their banks. And again, you can't write Bitten off. Very good side. Um, they, they, but they've come close, and I think they'll, they'll be up there again, mate. And what about yourselves? What about Oddam? Well, our, our expectations, mate, on, on, on our day, at the moment, it's, it's very early doors, so we're really, we're really pleased with how it's gone so far. Um, we don't want to get carried away, but I can't, there, there's no reason why we can't have a top six finish at all. Um, we've got the quality within the squad, um, the, we said the feel-good factor's back, but we're just taking it game by game. It's, it's, it's a case of, what, when the loss against Westbury was a little bit of a blow, but we've learned from that, the, the, game, the game against Street um, was really, really poor, but we bounced back against Bridlington, and it just shows that we can, we can on a, when we want to do it, we can do it against any team in this league, so um, we're just going to take it game by game, and, and I don't think a top six, six finishes out of our realm without doubt. So taking it game by game, you've got Clevedon on Wednesday, you've got Wellington on Saturday, you mentioned that before, and then it's Portishead in the Vars. So those are three games you've got before the end of August. Do you look at them as three winnable games? Well, like I said, game by game, mate, um, Clevedon away is very, very tough. They're always good down there. Um, they've got, they're well drilled. They've got a good side as well. They've got, they've got quality for their side. So, um, you know, it's, we'll never take any game for granted. Um, it will be tough. But, like I said, we're, we're like, uh, what, 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 after what I've seen Saturday, I, I think we'll give anyone a game. And um, the likes of, you know, winning, winning to the home will be, will be hard, but that's the sort of games that we, we should be looking to dominate at home, definitely. Um, now, just before we let you go, Lee, we're a couple of weeks into the season now, and of course we've had some new um, we've had some new rules to get our uh, heads around. I'm going to try and do a bit of a feature on this in the coming weeks on the podcast, so we can sort of look at everything in detail. But um, I mean, so a couple of the things that spring to mind immediately, of course, are the new sin bin regulations, and indeed, I know that uh, it's now possible for managers to be sent off from from the technical area for for infringements. So, what do you, what, do, what have you made of the new sort of referee? regime um, so far as you've seen it? Uh, some of the rules, mate, I agree with. I, I think that I see what they're trying to do and I agree with some of them and then some of them are, are pretty ludicrous. Um, uh, the issue I've got is inconsistent officiating. I mean, last year, um, there's so many times where two outcomes have come from the same offence. I think that's what they need to address a little bit more. Saying that, last, on Saturday has gone, we had Lewis Sando in the middle and I thought he was superb. Um, he was like, stand there, you, you could talk to him and, that, and that's all you ask for sometimes because at the end of the day, the referees are, are, are humans like us. But yeah, with the, if, if they make a mistake, who punishes theirs? Then it leads to our mistakes and they punish ours, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, the, like the sin bins, like I see what they're doing. 
some times maybe yes, um, but like for example, if, they, if, if a goalkeeper gets put into the sin bin, he's got to come back on outfield. I mean that's that's ridiculous. So it's just it's, some of it's good, and I just don't agree with some of it. So yeah, it's um, a lot of it. I think is they they've overthought it a little bit. If that makes sense. And my thanks to Lee for his time. Now then, moving on um, to another. I'm going to say surprise package. I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit naughty. Maybe I'm being a bit rude there. A surprise package in the Premier Division. Um, Street took on Canesham. Well, their good start to the season continues as well. Yeah, obviously the opposite of, of Exmouth who've come up. So Street having having taken that voluntary uh, relegation. Um, and, and it looks like they've got a really young side out, but they've started the season really well. So you never know, this could, could be the start of something new for them. And a 2-1 win over last year's First Division champions, Canesham, at the Tannery Ground. Goals in either half from uh, Dan Linham, uh, which got them uh, the latest three points. So, yeah, good win for, for Street over Canesham. And finally in the Premier Division, um, Tavistock. Another one of the sides that came into the Western League this season with a big reputation. They took on one of the most, the, the best established sides in the Western League, Bradford Town, of course. A, a really strong competitor over a number of seasons. And this was a really, really impressive victory, I think, for the Bobcats. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a 4-2 win uh, for Bradford down at Tavistock. Um, Tyson Pollard, very much the star of the show uh, for the away side. Uh, he assisted Gary Higdon's opener before then, uh, scoring the scoring the game second uh, to double, double Bradford's advantage. Uh, Liam Prynne then uh, half the deficit uh, just before the break uh, to get Tavistock into the game uh, before Bradford then pushed on uh, after after the interval. Substitute Lewis Powell restoring their two-goal advantage and then it was that man Pollard again uh, scoring his second of the afternoon uh, to put the put the uh, put the uh, result on ice and a 4-2 win uh, for Bradford uh, away at Tavistock. And there's extra cause for celebration um, for the Bradford Town fans because um, I did notice on Twitter um, a day or so ago that um, there was a congratulatory message um, for the manager, Wayne Thorne, on the birth of his daughter, um, Maisie Madison Grace Thorne. Bradford Town have got a new fan there then, excellent, and, and congratulations um, um, to Wayne there and uh, his partner because that's um, marvellous. Another job, another saving. Brought to you by Toolstation. Is this all the receipts? Yes, boss. For everything we got from Toolstation? Yeah, why? I just thought we'd spend a lot more than this. Oh, no. We got all the best brands too. Makita, Santex, Karcher, Nest. Top job, top saving. With over 15,000 trade quality products at prices that are hard to beat, we're here to save you on every job. Hard to beat. At Toolstation.com and all 340 branches. Right then, moving on to the first division. And, um... Our first featured game uh, features another, well, not so new side, of course, to the first division. We know all about Almondsbury, even though they did leave us um, and for a period last season. But they're back again. They were the home side. The visitors were Portishead Town. And, um, well, the visitors have continued their good form this season, Tom. Yeah, indeed. A 2-1 win uh, for Portishead away at Almondsbury. And, uh, yeah, it was a long-range effort from Mitch Osmond uh, that, that helped them Helped them to the three points in this one. There was also a, a penalty from Louis Elliott uh, to, to hand them their two goals. Almondsbury did get a goal back uh, through Dan Lane. Uh, but yeah, falling short and it was uh, Portishead who claimed the three points. Portishead have struggled in recent seasons. Um, so I've been particularly interested to see how well they've started this season. There's a new name for us here on the on the podcast in the Portishead dugout. The man is Eamon Daly. So I thought we needed to get hold of Eamon to find out a little bit about him and his ambitions for his side this season. And I started off by asking Eamon about his pathway to the Portishead dugout. 
all, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Um, delighted to, to be a part of your podcast. Um, I've been involved in uh, football around Portishead now for the last seven or eight years um, after moving to Portishead um, after a period of living in Ireland. I took over a, a team, uh, a home team um, that uh, played in the Western District League uh, for six years, six, six seasons uh, with those guys. Um, and in that time, got to know a lot of the boys in Portishead. Um, and we were very successful over that period of time. Um, unfortunately, due to um, probably the lack of funds and, and, and our own ground, um, we progressed as far as we could do. Off the back of that then, I, I was asked to come and speak to James, uh, who's uh, James Hughes, who's director of football at Portishead. Uh, we sat down last year and had a little bit of a chat. Um, very impressed with, with James's drive and ambition for, for Portishead Town. Um, and joined the club, basically. Joined the club, uh, helping out. Um, I didn't have a role last year such as, as a managerial role. Um, helped out uh, a bit of coaching with the first team and the reserves. Um, and spent most of the time with the reserves last year, um, which was managed by Dave Reed. Off the back of that last year, um, I was offered the first team job this year, um, which was, I was delighted to accept, um, and then put together then, um, plans for for where we want to go. And that was it, really. That was my, that was my arrival into, into Portishead Town. <laughs> well, 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 we'll have a chat about your plans for where you want to take the club um, a little bit later on, but we'll start off with that win at the weekend. 2-1, away from home. You must be delighted. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely delighted. Um, it was a decent performance. Um, we can do better. Um, we, we, we've been working really hard on the training field and the, and the, and the guys have really sort of um, bought into what we've been trying to do. And it, it's, getting, it's getting those standards into place on a Saturday. The first half, it, it, it was 50-50. I think Almondsbury and ourselves probably... Um, the game sort of died in the middle of the park, really. We kind of sort of outbattled each other. Um, and then into the second half, we started very well. Um, the boys responded well from, from our talk at half-time. And a fine goal by Mitch just a couple of minutes into the, into the second half really did settle us, which we got on top then, playing some nice football um, and deservedly um, going further ahead, um, you know, just shortly after our first goal. Good response from Almondsbury, I would have to say. Um, a decent side, very, very solid, very disciplined. And, and yeah, they, they, they got back into the match um, to probably our own undoing, to be, to be fair. But we held out quite well. We held out quite well. And um, I don't think the three points were ever in, in doubt, really. That was your second win of the season. Are you surprised by the start that you've made? Um, not really, and to be honest, um, I think our pre-season, we, we got the boys together really early. Um, we got the guys together in the um, first week of June with, 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 a, with our management set up, with myself, James, um, and Dave Hewitt. Um, and we knew what it took, we, we know what it takes to, to compete at this level. Um, and we, we really did focus on raising the standards um, in what the boys need to do. Um, so getting them together in early June really was the, the catalyst of what, what we were trying to achieve. Um, we worked on fitness through the month of June, um, bringing quite a few players in as well. A lot of new players have arrived at the club, um, and it was a really good time to um, integrate the players with each other and also um, really get the guys to, to you know, look at the look at the standards that we are setting and what's going to be expected of them this year. Um, and 
in fairness to the guys, they've really taken them, they've really taken it on board really quickly. Um, so, am I surprised at our good start? Not really, because we've got a lot of talent that's come into the club. But what I am surprised at is um, probably maybe how quick the boys have really un uh, undertook what we're trying to do here. I think we might surprise a lot of teams this year. Um, to be fair, we've, we've got a we've got a good group of lads, um, and we've, we're putting more depth into the squad. So, um, yeah. A good start, a very good start, and it's just maintaining that now, really. Now, you mentioned that you've, you've brought um, some players in this season, and for the for the Portishead fans, are there any names that they particularly should be excited to be watching out for this season? Um, definitely. Um, what, what we've also tried to do with, with bringing players in is also um, local lads have, have, have left um, that maybe were at Portishead before or, or living in the area that have gone elsewhere and, and we've really sort of targeted quite a few of those lads to come back to Portishead and try and buy into what we're trying to do as a club um, one very exciting signing for us um, was young Mitch Osmond who uh, was at Cleveland Town playing for the under 18s Mitch has come in um, with you know he, he's turned down a few offers elsewhere to to really sort of buy into what we are trying to do at the club. So um, I think Mitch will, will impress a lot of people this season. Um, uh, only a young lad, um, very, very um, professional in his outlook and his preparation um, at training before games. Um, and that's been rewarded. Um, he's, he's skipped the side for the first three games of the season, which you know, for such a young lad might sound quite unusual. But... Um, uh, this guy, um, this guy can um, set the standards, and, and all the other players are already, you know, looking up to him and, and, and trying to match those standards, which is which is excellent. Um, another couple of young lads as well that have come back to the club. Um, Jordan Thors, um, he was at Bitten, Bishop Sutton, um, but he's a local boy. He was at Portishead a few years ago. Um, he's come back in, and another young lad is really impressed um, on the training field, and also when when, when he's um, when he's played in his first few games. So, yeah, there's quite a few in. I could, I could sit here and tell you probably about a, a little bit about most of the lads, but um, hopefully the the fans that do come and watch, the, the, the posset faithful, um, hopefully they've, they've liked what they've seen so far and um, and we can um, we can maintain to impress them um, each Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have done. And um, um, obviously we don't want to be giving too much away, do we, Eamon? Because I do know that a lot of your managerial <laughs> brethren, they do enjoy these interviews and they want to know who to watch out for. It's a, it's a funny balance, isn't it, between getting the fans excited? Because, I mean, it's been a difficult couple of seasons for, for Portishead, isn't it? I mean, you've been at the wrong end of the first division and you, and you, you sound genuinely optimistic that you can turn, around, uh, turn that around this season. Yes, we do. Um... It has been a difficult few years for Portishead, um, and they probably have been, you know, um, a few relegation battles, as it were, or, or you know, certainly been at the wrong end of the table. Um, and what we try to what we try to do this year, it really is to um, is to bring bring the club together more. Um, it's been a little bit detached, detached between first team reserves. Um, talking to a few of the lads um, that have been around the club for a few years, you know. The standards that have been in place maybe not have been adhered to as strictly as, as, as they, they could have been. Um, when, when I come in last year, the coach last year at the club, Alan Tyres, absolutely fantastic coach, um, worked with him on the on the training field and, and was fantastic. And um, Alan probably didn't have the commitment from from a certain um, 
you know, maybe maybe all the, the players that were at the club, and then having players that are not at your disposal at your disposal makes it very difficult. Also, we had a, the last couple of years, we'd have had the university lads coming in and out of the club, and that, the, the continuity is not there with, with, with a team. Um, so we've kind of addressed that this year, um, and that's what myself and Dave and James have, have really sort of uh, looked at and put together a squad that you know we've we've got more depth. These guys that are going to be available week in, week out, and really sort of you know have them have them working with each other and also against each other. You know, they're raising the bar for each other um, and playing for their shirt. Um, and I think that will that will be the telltale sign this year of of, of uh, where where we go. So yeah, exciting times, exciting times, and and hopefully um, pushing in the right direction. Well, you're going to have an exciting month in the month of August, let alone looking ahead of that. But really, um, but two matches coming up before the end of this month. You've got Warminster on Saturday, and we're all interested to see Warminster, of course, finish strongly last season. We're expecting good things of them this season, but um, it's still very early days. And then you've got a trip to Odd Down in the Vars. Now, you know, obviously that's taking on Premier Division opposition, but still a really good test for, for, for you and your team. Yeah, certainly. Um, and we are looking to test ourselves um, against these sides. Um, looking, looking to compete um, is, is the main thing. Um, I think technically the lads, the lads are very capable. Um, uh, I mean, we've got probably maybe to, to 16, 17, 18 boys, I think, um, that can all compete at this level uh, technically. Um, and now where we want to take them is... is, is the attitude. Um, if they work hard, if they put their dedication in, then who knows what we can achieve. Um, but that comes from working hard on the training ground. That comes from being committed to training, um, and also um, really battling hard for, for for your shirt when you have it. And this competition for places will really push us on. Warminster, yeah, we've had a little look at them. Dave knows them from last year. That Dave, I think Dave may have played against them last year, so he knows they're a very well organised side and will be a very difficult team to play. Um, it is one of the, the teams that we've probably uh, earmarked this year for for being up there. So we've kind of pinpointed the games that we know that are going to be very difficult. Not that there's going to be any easy games in this in this division, but um, certainly the teams that we know where we're going to be, um, at, at what level we're going to be. You know, and what we can maybe sort of achieve this year, and Warminster is certainly one of those sides. Uh, our pre-season, we, I, I never looked to put an easy pre-season together for my teams um, in wherever I've been. And we did have a, we, we did play three Premiership teams in pre-season, and I know you can't um, judge everything on results, but we can certainly judge where we were um, on how the boys, how the boys can compete, and, and we, we did well. We did well against. Um, uh, premier Premier opposition, so odd down will be a will be a nice test for us. Also, the cups. I, I always like the cups. I was. I, I think that it's a little bit a bit of a, a time for the boys to go out and relax a little bit more and, and and to express themselves a little bit more and enjoy it, enjoy the games and the pressure away from the league. So, I mean, the league is our priority this year. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can go out and impress against odd down and, and and give a good account for ourselves. 
and my thanks to Eamon for his time. Now, moving on to our next featured game, a team that I seem to always be talking up on the podcast, and I'm, 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 I'm putting a terrible hex on them, so I really need to stop. It was Corsham Town. The visitors were Bishop's Lydiard, another good three-figure crowd at Corsham, but I don't think the home fans would have gone home particularly happy here. No, it was a, a win for the visitors uh, this time around. Bishop's Lydiard started the season well, uh, a 3-2 win. And it was, yeah, a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit tense for them at the end, but they claimed the three points. Uh, seven goals uh, for them last week, uh, and they were in the mood once again, and led by three goals uh, this time around. Ben Hebditch, Ryan Brereton, and then Ben Cottrell getting, getting on the score sheet, and it looked to be, yeah, a pretty elementary away win. Uh, but caution, we know they've got some, some firepower and uh, they managed to managed to grab a few few goals in the final 10 minutes. John Basley and Lewis McCarran uh, setting up a grandstand finish and they came uh, yeah, exceedingly close to, to grabbing an equaliser, uh, but it wasn't to be. And uh, yeah, they were, were left just short and it was Bishops Lydiard who claimed the 3-2 win. Now, we had Radstock Town on last week. Of course, we interviewed Brett Partner after that fantastic result against Corsham. They were in action at the weekend. They had a fanta- another fantastic result, this time away at Hengrove. Again, arguably the standout result in the first division, winning by four goals to one. But our next featured game uh, features Sherbourne Town. Um, of course, the hosts of last season's Les Phillips Cup final. And the visitors uh, were Bristol Telephones. And, and it was a good day at the office for Sherbourne. It was. And, uh, yeah, in fact, this was the only victory for a home side in the first division uh, on Saturday afternoon. So, obviously, uh, plenty of uh, away success in the division and a couple of draws, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Sherbourne running out 2-1 winners uh, over, the, over the, the telephones. And it was goals from Hayden Hodges and then Joe Smith helping fire them to a 2-1 to a win. And then finally, uh, on Saturday the 17th of August, in the first division, Wells City uh, took on Ash- uh, Ashton and Backwell United. Ashton and Backwell, of course, did very well last season. I've been interested to see how they started this season, uh, and it's been pretty positive. Yeah, this was their, their first win of the season, but a win away at Wells, who yeah had had a winning run coming into this one. So, uh, yeah, ended that one in the in the process. And it was two goals from Callum Townsend. He had a good good season last time out, so he's he's back among the goals. A brace for him. Uh, and there was also a first-half strike from Paul Uppington uh, to give them a, a free-on win away at Wells. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, a big day at Wells uh, for the club and Mark Randall. Uh, making his 600th appearance uh, for the club, which is an, an, an incredible achievement. I, there's uh, something in the bulletin and something on the uh, on the website, um, on, on the Tool Station website, uh, with, a, with a picture of him uh, receiving his award from uh, president of the club, uh, Paul, his father, and uh, yeah, it's obviously uh, from from both of us. Congratulations to Mark, and yeah, I don't know, it might be 700 before long, but uh, yeah, quite quite an achievement, and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they fell fell to Ashton Battle on the weekend, but a, a successful uh, successful career he's having so far, and plenty more to come. Yeah, an incredibly impressive achievement. So um, I'm sure, despite Saturday's result, a good time was still had by all. Um, we have got a little bit of Monday night football for you because of where we don't want to give too much of the uh, of the magic away about how we put the podcast together, but um, we probably are by telling you that we can have a quick recap on the Monday night game. Uh, it was a big game in the first division. And uh, it featured, of course, a side that we've already covered once today, Carn Town. Um, but um, a slightly better result uh, for Carn on this occasion, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, rebounding from uh, from the defeat on Friday uh, with a 5 0 win uh, home to uh, early season strugglers, Hengrove. Uh, two goals uh, in the first half from Josh Hard and then uh, leading scorer, Stuart Windsor. 
uh, with uh, yeah, and then they they pushed on in the final twenty minutes, adding adding a few more against obviously uh, as I say a struggling struggling Hengrove side. Jake Allen uh, um, scoring in the the seventy first minute. And there was two more goals for for Stuart Windsor. So obviously that that helps complete his hat trick. Uh, I think he's up to seven league goals already this season, having a a whirlwind start to the campaign and Cowan back on track. Now we take our usual look at the up-and-coming fixtures. Um, plenty of games, particularly in the Premier Division, to talk about on Tuesday the 20th of August, but we're not going to do that because by the time you listen to this, they'll have all happened, uh, including the one that I hope to be at, although that's not in the Premier Division, but if I'm not giving away too much there. Um, again, th- there's every chance that you'll, you'll be listening to this after the games on Wednesday, but um, there are two very interesting fixtures that have caught my eye. Plymouth Parkway against Exmouth Town, um, a real battle of the... a clash of the titans there and Tavistock of course who um, suffered that um, that that uh, defeat at home to um, Bradford Town they um, they take on Buckland Athletic who haven't really set the world alight so far this season but um, I'm sure that will be a very hotly contested Devon Derby as well so two very interesting um, fixtures um, that are to be played in the midweek so the story of the fixtures coming up on Saturday the 24th of August is very much the FA Cup preliminary round and um, which which um, fixture has tickled your fancy in that match up there Tom? Definitely a lot to choose from uh, I think the one I've plumped for mainly because you've got a few of the other ones <laughs> uh, is Street versus Willand uh, the two uh, previous Premier Division champions of course obviously Street now um, yeah, uh, a bit of a new dawn for them, but they've started this season really well. And they get a home tie against Willand, who obviously we know last year stormed to stormed to success in in the Western League and have gone on to, to pastures new. But it will be good to good to see how they're they're getting on to to start their season. And uh, yeah, tough tough trip to the Tanner Grounds to take on a, an, an ambitious street side. Well, there are about three. Um, fixtures that I could have um, I could have chosen um, I mean one of the again it would be interesting to see how Tavistock get on in midweek because they take on Froome Town I think that's um, that looks like it could be a very good game um, Plymouth Parkway against Porton Rovers Porton of course a, a team close to my heart that will be a really I think that's going to be a really competitive really competitive game I think Porton are going to go well this season but I'm also really impressed with Plymouth Parkway and particularly on their home ground I don't think that they've got anything to fear from them and I have to give a passing mention don't I to, um, um, to my former hometown club Melksham Town they travel to Shepton Mallet now Melksham um, now managed by Richard Fay remember him him of street fame of course listeners that, that they'll, they'll be um, really up for that I'm sure but Shepton will give them a game and I think probably Shepton um, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we look back over the annals that Shepton didn't give Richard Face sides in their various incarnations over the years a good game so that'd be an interesting one one, one thing have you noticed Tom that in the FA Cup we've got a lot of matches between Western League sides and Southern League sides I'm I mean I'm, I think that I think Parkway have got every chance of progressing against Paulton Rovers and that is that is certainly not denigrating um, Paulton at all that 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 I think they're, that's going to be a really competitive game Tavi against Froome is an interesting one any matches there where you think you're looking at the Western League side and you think to yourself you know what I think they could uh, I, I think they could uh, do a job against higher level opposition yeah probably have to back some of the home teams I think it's probably a bit more difficult for the likes of uh, Exmouth and Roman Glass who've got got tough away trips uh, but yeah, Bitten obviously having suffered defeat on the weekend, um, they'll be up for this one. They take on Mangotsfield uh, at home, and um, yeah, we know Bitten 
they know where the back of the net is. Obviously, yeah, as I say, tough, tough, tough defeat last weekend, but that might have, uh, yeah, stoked the fire for them. As you said, give them every chance of, of taking on and uh, maybe progressing against Mangotsfield. Now we're going to just conclude our review of the fixtures by having a look in the first division. We've got three games in the Premier Division on as well, but um, a fuller uh, set of fixtures in the first division. And, and which of those um, catches you right on? Looking for Redstock Wells to the early season pace setters, I suppose you can say. It's obviously still very early, hence we don't look at any league tables or anything like that just at the moment. But yeah, two of those teams that have started well and uh, a clash for, for them. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, which I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one pans out. Excellent stuff. You've you've slightly stolen my thunder with that, of course, because I, I do like a bit of the old uh, uh, the miners. But um, I'm going to go for uh, well, actually, there's a couple I could go for here because I um, poured his head at home to Warminster. I think that'd be a good game. The, the one I am going to go for the standout game, I think, is Lebec against Cheddar. Lebec, of course, the league's new boys. They've shown what they can do since they've entered this league, and I know that when we spoke to their manager, he certainly talked a very good game. Um, I think that they're a package that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Cheddar have started in incredibly well and um, I think really are um, um, rightly considered um, one of the favourites to sort of well um, hopefully for promotion this season um, so I think that's got that's going to be a really competitive really really exciting um, game we uh, we don't have any we're not getting too caught up in the old um, in the tables or the statistics although it is interesting to see isn't it after three games a side that you know wins two out of three if you can turn that into three out of four we are starting I think to see some of the teams that are looking good and I think equally when we look at say the the the, the, the poor form of the likes of Bridport and Hengrove we might be seeing signs of teams that are going to struggle this season yeah obviously as we've said still really early days and um, it's a little too early to read into things like that but yeah the form is there and, and as you say Hengrove uh, following on from another another defeat on, on Monday um, yeah they're going to have to start picking up points um, obviously it's way too early to talk about relegation battles and things like that but um, yeah this is, could come back to haunt them come the end of the season so looking at looking ahead they've taken on Almondsbury this weekend for instance they'll have, they'll see that as a, a chance to maybe hit back and, and, and get, get their first point of the season and yeah stop conceding at the the heavy rate they are at the moment likewise Bridport are away on Saturday afternoon in, in the league as well against Cabri Heath who've not shot out of the trap so uh, yeah early days but yeah maybe a bit of cause for concern for a couple of clubs Excellent stuff Tom thank you very much indeed we have of course been reviewing your excellent bulletin where can the listeners find that? That is on the uh, yeah on the tool station website. You can uh, download that in Word and PDF format, and uh, yeah, that's up every Sunday afternoon. Excellent, Tom. Um, now I'm, I'm giving you the I'm giving you next week off. I feel like I feel like Scrooge and you're Bob Cratchit, but it's uh, yeah I'm having a I'm having a holiday, so um, so you won't you've got a week off, listeners. You can you, you, you enjoy your Western League football, but we'll be coming back refreshed and that much stronger. Uh, in early in early September, but um, well, from Tom and myself, you've been listening to the Toolstation Westernly podcast. Mm-hmm.